Welcome to Entertaining a Conversation, the podcast where we always entertain conversations about things that are entertaining. I'm your host, Mr. Sir. Guys, thank you so much for joining me again th- today. I'm not going to say this week because uh, has the week even started yet? Does it start on Saturday or, or Sunday? I don't know. Or Monday. Uh, either way, there's going to be another podcast dropping on Monday. Uh, but I did promise you on uh, this past Monday's episode that we were going to split this episode in two and that we were going to have one episode for reviews only. Uh, and this is it. So it might be a short one, but uh, I'm going to go through eight movies that I've seen recently. I know I had a lot of catching up to do because uh, I dropped two bonus episodes on you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, my phone just vibrated. And you're going to hear noise, by the way. You, you might hear footsteps. Uh, I'm not alone in this house right now and everybody's awake. So, um, so I'm sorry, I'm kind of flying off the seam of my pants here. But, uh, but I really wanted to uh, drop this episode today and uh, give you all the information, uh, give you all my reviews for these movies. Uh, so these are movies I have seen uh, in the last three weeks. Uh, they're movies that I've watched um, over the course of my vacation or um, read before it, read after it. So, so it, you know, like a, it's just a collection of reviews that I haven't been able to talk about on the podcast so far. There's lots of them, so we're gonna get to them one by one. Uh, and like I said, this will this will be a short episode. So, uh, so here we go. Uh, so we have th- eight movies to go through. I'm gonna go uh, through them in order that I uh, saw them. So the first movie will be Free Guy. Uh, but the Free Guy by Sean. Le- Actually, no, no, we're not gonna start with Free Guy. We're gonna start with Nine Days. Uh, Nine Days by Edson Oda. Ed- Nine Days is uh, one of my favorite movies so far this year. I think there's a good chance uh, there's still a lot that's coming out, you know, with Dune and Last Night in Soho and Ghostbusters Afterlife and all those movies I'm really looking forward to. There's lots there's still lots dropping. And uh, you know, Oscar season, award season is about to start. That said, I think uh 9 Days has a serious chance of making my top 10 at the end of the year. I I I'm, I'm saying that, but you know, there's a chance there's there's a very good chance that it doesn't. Because there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of stuff coming, but yeah, Nine Days is a fantastic movie. It will, uh, Winston Duke, my apologies, uh, Winston Duke delivers uh, his best performance so far. I think he was better than uh, than in Us or than in Black Panther, from what I've seen. Uh, he he sh- sure it does show off more of his dramatic chops, and uh, it gives him a character that's more on the melancholic side, I guess I want to say. Uh, however, I think that even if he does "quote unquote" the most acting in this film, I think it's it's, it's a performance that that's worthy of of, of praise and, and recognition. Uh, he, um, for those who don't know, this movie is about essentially he's um, he's like a buffer between. It's a sci-fi movie, and he's like a buffer between the afterlife and. Uh, well, life and the afterlife, really. So when when a, he he deals with souls, and then souls go into his house, uh, and he goes through an audition process with these souls, uh, in, in the hopes that the soul is good enough or pure enough to uh, get a human body. So he's just like essentially he's judging. It's it's like the um, it's like the doors at the gates the gates of heaven. It's like the same thing except the other way around. So. It's kind of a guy just sitting there at the door judging souls and whether or not they're worthy of uh, being on uh, this earth. And then, you know, naturally there's there's more to it. I'm not going to give away everything, but, um, 
you know, just kind of playing with the fact, like, first of all, it doesn't look like a science fiction movie at all. It's it's a science fiction movie that looks like a drama, uh, which I think makes it very interesting. There's no there's no supernatural elements. There's no um, there's nothing out of the ordinary. Sure, the the location seems a bit um, like like it was like it was in a dream, like in a dream or a fever dream, but uh, the, it's still a very normal looking house. Um, and uh, you know, souls come in. They're all played by humans. Everybody's humans. It's it's it, it, it looks. It doesn't look like a science fiction movie at all, and yet it very much is. Um, uh, Zazie Beetz and Benedict Wong, and even Bill Skarsgård, I feel like pull off really really solid performances. I like the overarching message that we get from this movie. I think it's a very noble noble message uh you know the it, it plays into the idea of uh do what you can with the time that you have and uh make the most out of the time that you have on this earth and uh yeah it, it has a lot to do with that and um yeah nine days great great movie if i had to rate it i would rate it probably uh yeah i would probably do 8.5 out of 10 it's it's really it's really that good uh the, the the pacing is excellent the filming is excellent the acting is excellent i really 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 dug nine days and uh whenever it comes to vod if it's not available in theaters right now where you are if it is then go, absolutely go see it if not uh, it's gonna come out on vod sooner than later i'm sure so uh yeah so so i definitely definitely recommend you watch nine days it's probably one of the best movies that you'll watch this year uh, second movie on the list, uh, and I saw the, that movie the same day as Nine Days, is Annette, um, the Les Carax movie. It is a, uh, it's like a rock opera about a, a couple having a baby and then the father not, not being the best father in the world, just to say, to, to put it mildly. Uh, you guys might have seen it. It came out on Amazon Prime, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. It's, uh, it's good. I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites of the year. I think uh, it's it's very... And I love movies that are quote-unquote out there. And they're very weird. But this one... This one leaned, leaned into something. I leaned into... First of all, I don't... First of all, it's a musical. So, you know, characters barely talk. It's mostly just singing. Uh, and not that I'm against that. I just felt like... I just felt... I don't know. I feel like it was a weird way to tell that story. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's very much a drama. It's, it's, it's anchored in, you know, dramatic thriller, even, uh, territory, but it's told through music and through, through singing and granted that the, the songs are brilliant. Like the whole, you know, um, the whole, the whole script really, like the whole script has to, had to be sang and the way that it was done and the, the pacing of the, of the, the cadence of the, of the of the speaking slash singing is fantastic. I, I think the people who thought of the idea of making that film, the people who conceptualized uh, the idea, the script, I think it's, I think they deserve props. I think it's, it's very, very um, well made. However, I don't, I just think it didn't connect with me. Um, Adam Driver is excellent. Marion Cotillard is, is excellent as always. Uh, Simon Helberg is really good too. I, I, I liked it. I would I don't know if I would recommend it. I think that there's a lot of better movies out there, or at least movies that were more interesting to me. Um, so for for those who don't know, <laughs> essentially Annette is uh, is a story of a stand-up comedian and an opera singer, and they become infatuated with each other. And she she gets pregnant, 
and as she get pre- as she gets uh, as she gets pregnant, easy for me to say. Uh, some stuff is revealed about the guy, and then the couple um, the couple kind of drifts apart. And uh, when the baby is born, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away any spoilers. But when the baby is born, um, <clears throat> it's decided that she's going to because um, she has this amazing voice and she's going to sing in front of everybody. I'm not I, honestly, it's hard for me to to tell you what happens with the baby without telling you what happens to the parents. So I, I, I don't think I'm comfortable going further in this. Uh, what I will say is is it's a very intriguing movie. If music if musicals are something that you like see I like musicals. I didn't even know if I liked that film. It's a really, really weird um it's it's a it's a really, really weird concept that the, the entire idea of this film. Um would I recommend it? I would give like a six point five out of ten. 6.5 out of 10. Uh, would I recommend it? Yes, but not... I wouldn't recommend it. It would be the first movie that you watch that's out right now. Uh, I think there's much better stuff out there. So, yeah. Uh, Annette by Los Carax. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Um, it's very, very weird. I'll just tell you that much. Moving on. Uh, we're, we're actually moving on to Free Guy. I absolutely loved free guy i think it's one of the best movies of the year so far um ryan reynolds gives a purely ryan reynolds performance and it works so well i think he's i think his acting and the way that he approaches his roles have really made him uh into a household name and one that is reliable for um for leading roles i think ryan reynolds is a leading man and it's it's proven time and time again just how how charismatic and and charming he is and obviously very very funny uh so you know you can expect all of that from ryan reynolds and then some but i think that the best uh i think that the best performance in that movie goes to judy jody comer sorry uh you know the the star of killing eve and uh, the star of the upcoming uh movie from ridley scott the last duel i think jody comer jody comer absolutely murders this role she is uh, well, for those who don't know, Free Guy is about a is a movie about a, a a video game, an NPC character, a character that's you know purely AI, in a video game that decides to uh, stand up for himself and realizes that he's an NPC character in a video game, and Jodie Comer is essentially uh, in a legal battle with the creator of that game, so she's trying to find a clue in uh the game to help her with her lawsuit so she's always in the game but she's also a real person so she's she's kind of the only character that's being seen as much on the virtual side as she is on the, she gets as much screen time on the virtual side as she does on the real side uh so she's really i believe she's really the the, the glue that keeps everything together in that film and i think she does a wonderful job of it um with the accent losing the accent the whole emotional there's there's a really really cute ending and she she pulls that off to to perfection joe keery is also very good taika waititi is also very good in that movie um what else could i say about free guy like i said there's a there's a virtual world and there's a real world and you can you know sean levy really paid attention and really made i listened to an interview uh of him on the uh i'll shout them out on the real blend podcast i think it's a wonderful podcast if you guys haven't listened to it real blend r-e-e-l blend uh like a blender and um yeah so they had they had sean levy on and they and he said um 
like he explained how he was uh, and I'm paraphrasing here he would he explained how he was shooting the virtual world and the real world in completely different ways so when they went into the virtual world it was a lot of you know um, dollies it was a lot of um, you know like cool camera movements like you know circular uh, how could you call it circular traveling or like pans or you know like very very how could I say meticulous filming but also like the camera doesn't move like the camera doesn't shake a lot it's really you know zoned in uh, it looks like a video game really it really does uh, whereas when they were in the real world uh, there was a lot of handheld stuff so you could see the camera shaking a bit more uh, you can see the uh, the real aspect of it coming come out much more uh, and and he even goes through this you, you know like two different types of filming for both different worlds there's also different sound designs for each uh, everything in the virtual world is, is super loud and super eclectic and in the real world it's very silent almost almost silent except for the dialogue um, so so yeah so they really made the distinction between the virtual world and the real world I don't think the audience would have uh, gone confused but I think the distinction between the two makes uh, for a deeper disconnect between the two but it also helps the connection between the two in, in some in some messed up way uh, in the sense that because you see the difference between the two you're able to compare easier uh, so I think that was brilliant. I think uh, the entire movie is, is brilliant, has a really good um, message at the end. And also, uh, yeah, it was a cute ending. I, I know I'm sure some people had a problem with it. I did not. I think they pulled it off and they really made me feel butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it's just a, an excellent. Oh, and I forgot to mention Lil Rel Howery. Uh, I think he's a great, really good actor and he pulls off the best friend the endearing best friend in this film very very well so every, every actor is firing on all cylinders here uh direction is solid script is solid uh very funny lines of dialogue you know as you can expect from iron reynolds i don't know how many of them he improvised um but yeah very very solid film very solid uh, blockbuster i feel like this is how blockbusters should blockbuster movies should be made um and i absolutely loved it i would recommend i saw it twice I would recommend uh, that you uh, see it at least once and that you uh, enjoy it. I would give it a, a solid 9 out of 10. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, for sure. Free Guy. Cannot cannot recommend it enough. Moving on. Uh, moving on. I'm, I'm moving on to Reminiscence. Uh, Reminiscence is a sci-fi movie with Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson, directed by uh, Westworld co-creator Lisa Joy. That movie got absolutely slandered. Uh, on uh, on on IMDb on social media everywhere, I didn't think it was that bad to be honest with you. I saw the very negative reviews uh, before I walked into the movie theater, and I was meeting uh, my uh, my my lady friend's sister and her boyfriend that that night, and I was scared. I was like, "Am I am I taking these people to a bad movie? Are they gonna think?" Are they gonna think bad? Are they gonna think less of me for taking them to uh, to this to this film? Like, can we go see Free Guy again? I'm cool with that. Uh, but it was the last showing, and we decided to just buy. It. Well, they decided to just buy the bullet. I was gonna see it either way. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess all of us kind of kept waiting for the movie to start sucking, and it didn't ever. It, it never started sucking. It was. Just, I don't think it's a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's. You know matrix levels of awesomeness uh 
because that's the gold standard, I guess. But I just I don't know. I think I think the world building was solid. I think uh, the, 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 the 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 cinematography and the uh, the imagery and the, the whole set design and the whole you know CGI. I think everything was just gorgeous to look at, if anything. Um, and I yeah I think I mean the story was I feel like the third act was kind of rushed and I know that there was a lot of exposition in the script which is never when it when it's when it's overrun by exposition it's never a good thing so I I feel like Reminiscence may have had too much of that however I didn't think it was a I don't think it was a, a terrible terrible movie as people say I'd give it like a a solid three three out of five so like a solid six out of ten. Uh, is it a movie I would recommend you go see in theaters right now? No, because there are far more better movies that are out uh, that you can go see. However, I think that for for example, for like a Friday Saturday night where you don't have anything to do and you want to fire up some movie, uh, have a little drink or whatever, just hang out uh, if that's your thing. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good movie for that. I think it's a go. It'll be a good home movie, and I'm hoping that when it does hit VOD, maybe more people will watch it, and maybe the rating will change. I understand why people are mad with it. I just don't understand the extent to which people are mad about it. I didn't think it was it was a bad movie at all. Uh, one thing that is very frustrating about the movie is, and we're still talking about Reminiscence here if you just join us, uh, what, it, what is interesting about Reminiscence is, and what's disappointing ultimately, is that I feel like the movie could have been so much better had it been handled with by somebody else. Uh, Lisa Joy is... is is a genius for co-creating Westworld with her husband Jonathan Nolan. I just think that she uh, might have bitten off more than she can chew uh, with this film being her debut film. I think this project was better suited for someone else, someone more experienced and more poised uh, in the movie world. How that said, I'm I'm excited. You know, for her first effort, she 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 did okay, and I'm excited to see what she does next. Hopefully, the next one isn't lambasted online the same way this one was so yeah reminiscence uh would i recommend it yeah sure i will recommend it i don't think it's uh i believe it's available on hbo max uh and or crave if you're in canada so uh if it's if it's available to watch at home i would i would watch it at home although the the set like i said the set design is much better at, at the movie and obviously i'm always going to prone the movie theater experience so if you want to go to the movies then yeah absolutely I just think that for movie theaters, there are much better options out there right now. Uh, and, and I feel like that movie is better suited for a, a chill Friday, Saturday night in bed. Yeah, I guess that tells you just how much I do on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> I don't do anything. I'm an old man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I guess I'd recommend it. I guess I would. Moving on to... Uh, hold on. How many have we done so far? One, two, three. Oh yeah, there's four more. Okay, yeah, we got eight. Uh, moving on to the Night House. I I really really dug the Night House. I think Rebecca Hall is one of the most underrated actresses working today. I think um, that the horror elements and also the thriller elements. It kind of reminded me of. I had some horror vibes for sure, but I also had like What Lies Beneath type vibes, where it's you know like the the wife is is not doing well and she's trying to figure out something about her husband except in this one her husband's dead it's not a spoiler it's it's literally part of the of the story uh and she you know the more she digs the deeper she digs into it the more she finds out that her husband was kind of a psychopath 
for what I won't tell you but uh, yeah like he had a very dark past and uh, that, that it, it also involves the, the, the house that she lives in the night house that's why the movie's called that so she lives in that house and that house was built by her by her husband and by her, and her husband you know he designed that house for a, a specific way so I can't really tell you much more about it because it gives out it gives it gives away a lot of it. But I will t I will say this: like the movie, Rebecca Hall is mostly, I would say, mostly alone in this film. Um, she, she does interact with a, a couple other characters, like her best friend and her neighbor. Um, but it's her movie. At the end of the day, it's her movie. She is the star. She is the one that's uh, at the helm. And uh, she does a fantastic, fantastic job. And you know, the entire climax is is mostly her by herself and the way she sells it and the you know the, the way she the, 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 you can see the emotion in her face when she's scared when she's sad when she's uh you know depressed she really pulls off the depressed look very well and um what, what did i want to say yeah like the entire the entire climax is is just her or mostly just her and she 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 yeah she convincingly pulls it off i would actually recommend if you if you're if you're down for a horror movie if that's what you're into oh yeah that's what i wanted to say this movie really i'm sorry i'm going off on a tangent here i just wanted to say this movie is really um there are jump scares in that film and they're not used as a crutch and i feel like that was so refreshing to watch because usually horror movies use jump scares or uh, body horror as you know a go-to a default go-to if they just want to scare people like if you want to do a cheap thing and scare people this did not feel feel cheap there are some jump scares but they did not feel cheap they felt uh like they had their place uh and they definitely scared me and uh and yeah so it's a horror movie that doesn't lean too much into the cliches but also uses them uh in the most efficient way possible uh, so yeah, I would recommend this film. I think if you want to watch a horror movie, that's your best option right now in theaters, for sure. There's no uh, there's no debate on that, in my opinion. Moving on, uh, we have uh, yeah, moving on, yeah, we only have three left. Moving on, we have Candyman, Candyman by uh, Naya da Costa. I. Um, I respect that movie a lot more than I liked it. I don't think I liked it very much, if I'm being completely honest with you guys. I think that the story, it's kind of all over the place. The the the, the build up, the character, the, the build up for the main character isn't, in my opinion, it isn't paced properly. Uh, you don't get to care as much about him as you you, you think you would. The third act is rushed. Um, there are a lot of people this this is one of the horror movies where a lot of people take stupid decisions um and that that always takes me out of the movie but you know it's a horror movie uh and, and but even if it is a horror movie that's another thing it didn't it barely scared me it actually, actually it didn't scare me at all there's not a single moment in that movie i was frightened uh and i and i i think that's a problem if you're doing horror i understand they were trying to do a uh, social political commentary on horror which is you know jordan jordan peele's um um marquee i guess at this point it's his um it's what he's known for and that that's cool i just feel like Candyman wasn't the right place to do that um and i'm not one to judge i'm not trying to tell people not to say anything in movies or not to make them political i'm just saying like you have a slasher villain 
uh, and it's been pre-established in, in, in the other movie, in the first movie that they made about him, that he kills people because he's evil. So why just not why not just go with that and uh, make something out of that instead of changing Candyman's story, instead of inserting co uh, political commentary in it? I, I just feel like that wasn't the place for it, and that wasn't the project for it. And like, look, I love Get Out. I, I really I, I like Us to a certain extent. Uh, and I and I and I'm totally 100% behind what they're trying to do here. I just think Candyman was like I don't think Candyman or Halloween or Friday the 13th or um, whatever Hellraiser. I don't think these movies th these movies are meant to showcase the the villainy of the of, of the slasher villain. Not not so much to change the story. I I don't think it's it's appropriate. I don't think it's the best way to, the best place to do it. Acting is solid though. Uh, photography is solid. I think the movie looked good. I think it was executed properly, except for the pacing and the and the storytelling. But um, you know, like I said, the third act is rushed. The the guy that ends up being the the puppet master, if you may, uh, he he he's not built up properly. You don't really care about him by the time the end comes. Um, yeah. So I respect that movie a lot more than I did. I would not recommend it. I don't think you, uh, if you want to watch a horror movie, don't go watch this. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna be scary at all for you. At least it wasn't for me, and I'm I'm scared of nothing, so the bar is very low. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend Candyman. I would recommend you go see The Night House instead of uh, going to see Candyman if you're looking for horror. Two movies left. Uh, first of two movies would be Respect, the uh, Aretha Franklin biopic. Um, not a big fan of that movie either. I know I'm sounding really bad right now because Candyman and Respect was um, were about like you know black icons, and I'm not. I'm just don't want to sound racist at all. I'm not. I'm just. Uh, I didn't like those movies. I did not like Respect at all. I I, I liked it. There's certain things that I liked about it. I th I think Jennifer Hudson is the perfect person to play Aretha Franklin in any in any universe in any time of her life and i think she's uh definitely a uh a contender for an oscar just with that performance i think she knocked it out of the park uh forrest whitaker was also you know he just you know he was on screen just to prove to us just to to remind us just how good he is i think he's one of the best actors working today uh and marlon wayans is is really coming uh, coming out as a surprise in the past couple of years uh with the role well in the past couple yeah so this year and last year he last year he wasn't on the rocks and this year he's in this and i think uh seeing more of marlon wayans is a dramatic side is is a good thing um because i think he's very very strong at it now the problem i had with this film mostly again and you're gonna hear me say this a lot it's the pacing it's the script uh, i find i found the dialogue to be kind of cheesy at times uh and kind of uh pretentious if it makes any sense you know they were trying to say less they were trying to say more but with less dialogue and i feel like some scenes would have benefited from more talking if that makes sense i feel like the pacing was off i feel like some scenes uh again would have benefited from being shorter and others would have benefited from being longer i just it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that they had a whole bunch of really really good material that just that that was just left on the cutting room floor um, and that the editors didn't do a proper job at it because I like I feel like I saw bits of a really really good movie, just not put together properly. If it makes any sense, um, 
and uh yeah like there, there are certain things you know like aretha franklin was she she had an abusive her first husband was very abusive her dad was very uh strict and uh borderline c controlling when he when she was a child not borderline she, he was he was controlling uh you know her her uncle her uncle's martin luther king jr uh you know like there are th tons of things you know she she had a, she had a family member uh, sexually abuse her when she was a kid so all these things happen and they're very very heavy stuff but she just kind of i feel, i feel like the movie positions her in a, in a way that makes her look like she gets over these things very quickly and i don't think that she, well i don't know maybe she did maybe she repressed those things but i feel like those things were just glanced over when they shouldn't have and then there comes a point where she's overbooked and she's overstressed and she blows up that comes away after all of this happens so either we have to deal with a very graceful and, and poised human being uh, which i don't think uh is 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 far-fetched whatsoever when we're talking about an icon like aretha franklin i just think that certain elements of her story could have uh, perhaps been put in a spotlight more and maybe you know if, if 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 she was if they were going to show these things maybe show more of how it affects her because there's no way i i it's 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 just i don't know like they hold they don't hold any weight whenever the, whenever she blows up whenever the problem the problems start to, to start to pile up there's no mention of, of these things it's really just like i'm overworked i'm overstressed and it's like well you know all these things have led you to become an alcoholic so like why are you why are we not talking about these things i just i don't know i felt like the pacing of it uh was 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 off and that's probably the editing that made it seem that way um even even those those very big moments in her life even even the the sadder stuff like for example the abusive husband like there's one scene where he's being abusive. The, the next scene where he appears, he's he he's cool. He's con he's happy. And then the next scene after that, he's being abusive again. And there, there there's not enough nuance in that character to I wouldn't say understand. He's definitely a piece of, a piece of crap for doing that. But not I wouldn't say understand the character. But perhaps you know understand the type of relationship that they had. It was it it really just seemed like it, it, it the whole thing seemed rushed. And I don't think like we had a a big enough portrait of, like he was definitely a, a, an abusive uh sorry he was definitely an abusive partner i just i don't know i just think that we could have understood the relationship better it was a tumultuous relationship that probably had a big effect on her and look here i am telling people like yeah this should have should have affected her more and i understand that's not what i'm trying to do i'm just saying that the very big things are glanced over and the little things are not and uh, and I feel like that's a pacing problem, not not so much, um, not not so much an acting problem or anything like it's it's really just the fact that some things were not talked about enough. So so that's it. That that's my opinion on this film. I think that um, the casting is perfect. I think that a lot of things were great. Uh, I just think the movie should have been better. So do I recommend it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I like Aretha Franklin's music, so I was dan you know, dancing all along, and I learned a lot of things about her. I didn't waste. I don't feel like I wasted my time watching this film, um, and I don't think you would too. I just think it it could have been better. So I'd give it a six out of ten. I give you know, you know what? I give it a five out of ten. To be honest, sorry for my chair cracking. By the way, I'm not using the same chair as usual. 
Uh, so yeah, respect. And then ending on, uh, yeah, I only have a couple minutes before I have to go back to work, guys, because I have a nine to five and this is not my full-time job, unfortunately. One day, maybe. Um, the last movie I wanted to talk about is CODA. Uh, CODA is, uh, CODA stands for Children of Deaf Adult. Um... Uh, it's about, like you said, it's, like I said, it's about a, it's about a, a teenager who has, you know, she lives with her parents and her brother, and everybody's deaf in her family except for her, um, and she has this very, very beautiful singing voice, and she wants to pursue singing, but her her family wants her to help them with the family business, and they need her to communicate with people. So, so it's it's kind of a dilemma between, uh, do I pursue my dreams or do I? Uh, stay behind and help the people that raised me. Uh, it's it's a very very beautiful and moving story. I I'd, I'd say it's one of my favorite movies of the year. That one's most definitely going to crack the top ten at the end. At the end of the year. Um, fantastic fantastic movie. Great performances. Uh, very very relatable characters. Even though you know naturally, this is something we don't all relate to. Uh, I, I, I don't know I, I really 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 love that movie it's it's a coming at the end of the day it's a come it's more of a coming of age movie than a than a full-on you know drama heavy drama and uh, for a coming of age movie I think it's done to perfection I you know the character the, the main character Ruby is, is so 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 um, you get to love her very very much and very very quickly and uh, the characters that try to help her out you know while well, her family trying to pull her on one side and then her music teacher and her um you know colleague in in music being you know encouraging her to follow her dreams and she's kind of swayed one way or another and you know her whole life she's been bullied or most of her life she's been bullied because of her um because of her family and you know because she always smells like fish because she works in a fish boat so she got bullied all of her life for the for, for these insane these insanely trivial things and uh, the way she reacts to them, the way she, the way it affects her uh, her her social anxiety and everything, it's just it's just a very brilliantly made movie uh, that's that's relatable for anyone, even if you you don't have deaf parents or deaf family. Uh, and it's uh, yeah, it's a it's just a, it's just a wonderful movie. I don't have anything negative to say about it. I don't have anything negative to say about it at all. There's this one scene where she uh, talks to her dad closer to the end of the movie and her dad is trying to understand why she loves singing so much. And the way that that's done, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to get into the details of it. But th that movie broke me. Like I was crying incessantly um, when that happened and then when the ending happened. It was it's just a beautiful movie and it had been a while since I had felt something like that from a movie. Um, naturally we know we didn't have many movies last year and this year uh, we've had lots of you know we've had like bugbusters horror movies but we we didn't have a movie like that where it was easy for me to connect the way that it was for for this film so I would give Coda a uh, yeah I would give it a 10 out of 10 to be completely honest with you I enjoyed it better than Free Guy I enjoyed it as much as uh, Suicide Squad or Pig these are the three movies that I watched this year that I enjoyed the most and uh, I would definitely recommend you watch Coda. It's on Apple TV Plus, so you can get it if you have a subscription. You can get it for free there. And uh, and I would definitely recommend you watch it. So uh, so those are my eight movies, guys. Uh, we went we went through all of them, and I still have a I still have a couple minutes before I start work again. So 
I'm going to leave you guys here. I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode. I'm sorry I couldn't uh, fit them into the uh, the last episode. I had to finish writing them. I had to watch some of the movies twice. I watched Candyman twice. I watched Free Guy twice. Uh, and I had to watch new movies that we're going to discuss on Monday. Monday, we're going to discuss uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. We're also going to discuss um, Shang-Chi. Sorry, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And we're also going to discuss uh, a movie called Emma, which is a foreign movie that uh, I'm going to watch. And we're also going to discuss The Protégé with uh, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson. So I'm really excited about that. So Monday we have a loaded episode. Uh, and this is it for me this week. This is it for me today. So I'll talk to you in two days. I cannot wait to do that. And uh, yeah, I'll see you later. Thank you, Stan. Thank you for listening. Share, like, subscribe, tell all your friends. Uh, and uh, follow me on social media at entertaining a conversation on Instagram and at Mr. Sir pod 94 on Twitter. Uh, and you can also follow my page entertaining a conversation with Mr. Sir on Facebook. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, sticking with me and being patient. And I'll talk to you in two days. Sayonara.